Hello and welcome back to Serious Census. I'm Linda Saunders and I'm joined today with Tiffany Harding. And we've got a great topic that uh, we're going to be sharing with you and expanding upon. And it all relates to how we view our reputation and, and how is that viewed outside our walls? Because as you know, perception is reality. And sometimes we've got an opinion that may or may not be accurate in the eyes of those that we serve. Um, and that could be your key referral sources, your community partners, or your prospects in general. So I am going to hand this off to Tiffany and she's going to explore this topic further. Tiffany? Thanks, Linda. You know, I think that we make a lot of assumptions about what people think about us, or we, we think we've shared our whole story and we've given our value set and that those people who we entrust to send us business, that they understand the full picture and that they're always sharing the right message with potential prospects. But how do you really know? One great way that we can find out what you don't know about what your market thinks about you is by testing it through almost a mystery shop. I'll call it a mystery shop, but it's really more of a market um, temperature check. And so being able to dive into uh, what does your market really think? And, and what Linda and I have done is calling around and on your behalf, and looking through, um, asking for recommendations, uh, whether that's for assisted living, independent living, skilled nursing, but looking for those recommendations. Um, you know, my family live out of town. I want to stay in. They want to stay in this area. What do you recommend? And then really understand what is it? Who are they recommending? And what are they saying about you? when your name is brought up. Well, hey, have you heard about X? And what are they really saying? The, some of the responses that we get are really remarkable. Um, understanding that you know some products might be a little bit more uh, costly than others. And, but what is that value? So we've heard a lot, well, they're very nice, but they're expensive. Okay, that's kind of a turnoff for your, your uh, community and for your prospects. So instead, now you, once you have all of this packaged and you have all this information, it will really help you in understanding how do you move forward? How do you craft the conversations uh, so that your referral sources are sharing the right message? But more than just that, how are you also crafting your marketing message? Are you creating something that will help you really uh, frame up the right reputation that you're looking for? Word of mouth is by far the best referral sources that any of us can get. They close a lot faster. They close at a higher rate. We know we can convert them much more easily and less expensively than other referral sources. But if someone in our market who we have assumed is kind of our top fan, but they're not really sharing the right message, then that can be damning to you and your reputation overall because they're not really, they're not as much of a champion as you may have thought they were. 
So when we're going through to do, to look inside your market and who are these referral sources, where do you start? Well, what we recommend is making a list of your top 15 referral sources. And if you don't have 15, well, then we'll look outside the box and we'll look at those who could be referral sources. But hopefully you have at least 15 referral sources. But we, what we would do is take a look at those top 15 referral sources and really dive into who are they re making recommendations to and why. You get a very honest opinion of it versus me coming up and saying, hey, uh, you know, Linda, are you going to refer to me? Yes. Oh, thank you so much. You know, here's the little tchotchke because I appreciate your business and I get one referral. We know that they're going to tell us that they love us, right? Because we have built these relationships with them. Um, but again, how well do you really know what they're saying about you or what they're thinking about you? And then are you diving even deeper? One of the problems that we ran into with another client was um, with an attorney's office. They had a great reputation, a great relationship with the attorney. However, when speaking with the uh, receptionist, again, who's the person who answered the phone, they're the ones who took the phone call about, hey, do you recommend X? No, we always recommend that all of our people go to X. Oh, so this was really eye-opening where one person within that office, it truly was a champion, but they're not the one who captured the phone call. So that opportunity was a huge miss um, until being able to kind of open and expose that and then make a plan to go overcome that and, and combat it. Um, Linda, do you want to share a little bit about some experiences that, that you have or maybe an opinion about how to unwrap this? Sure, I, I think you brought up a great point about that gatekeeper because there's times when you're not gonna be able to get to that main individual that we will at times feel is, is the one holding all of the treasures. You know, they're holding all the keys uh, to the palace and no, um, that, that gatekeeper is the one vetting a lot of those conversations that may not even reach that physician or that attorney, uh, that that executive director individual. So um, having that experience occur with the receptionist there is definitely enlightening. I think at times we minimize that their value or we don't understand how actively they play a role with those callers or the individuals that are going into the office as things are, are opening up more for those in-person opportunities. Uh, the other thing too is making sure that they that they really have that understanding of who and what you are and what you do and what a good referral looks like because you can't be all things to all people. And so when you're saying, hey, you get that referral pitched, a lot of times they're like, yeah, they gave you one or they'll, they know, you know their scorecard indicates they gave you one, but it's not something that parallels what you provide. And that again goes back to the fact that if they don't have clarity, surrounding who you are and what you do and that that message resonates clearly, you're going to have those mismatches happen. So that, and I think that, that that can be very frustrating because you're spending time or you're giving tchotchke or doing things to promote that relationship, but it's going back and really examining 
that message of what it is that you're seeking from them. Uh, and then secondly, making sure that their organization or what they represent really parallels that market also, because they may have just a very, very small percentage. And that could go back to what Tiffany was talking about. If, if you've got a very high end product that you're going to be on the, you know, the upper 10 or 15% of the, the cost factor or the rate factor in your market, and you're uh, talking to some of the, what I'll call a middle market referral source, yes, there's gonna be some crossover on that, but the odds that they're going to have a smaller market share is going to be much more significant. And that would be, in my opinion, one of those secondary referral sources or at the very lower end of those top 15 based on those individuals or that market that they represent. So I think that these opinions and, and the insights that are provided through um, an exercise such as this is, is very um, revealing and there's a lot of truth behind it and that that truth can be different than what the reality is that we perceive um, because we all perceive we have a great product. And so you know, having, having that 360 is vital to be able to speak to. And, and to recalibrate our message or zero in on what we really want to uncover so that we can strengthen the relationship and at the same time, you know, be that sharpshooter with the message. So. Yeah, and I think, you know, the other piece of that too, even testing out some of your third-party aggregators, you know, oh, we, sure. pay, we pay a lot of money for those referrals. Um, and but are we wasting our, our time on that? Are they just kind of sending it as a formality because yeah, you might be, you might serve their market um, or are they really a champion for you? And what does the relationship with those reps, if you are a company who is highly dependent on third party um, lead aggregators, then what does that relationship look like with that representative out in your market? Um, do they really understand who you are are they just kind of shooting off, well, here's somebody in your price point. And what if you're on the cusp of someone's price point? I know a lot of communities will make some adjust, adjustments or make some concessions uh, in order to have become more affordable for someone who's just sitting on that fence. Maybe you're giving a $250 a month concession for six months or eight months or even a year. Um, in order to really get that one across the finish line. Your third-party lead aggregators, unless you have a great relationship with them, they're just going to give a blanket statement, your product costs X, and here's the options. Um, and so it can be really eye-opening to, uh, to test those folks as well. You're right. And to add into it then some of the hidden cost factors, you know, whether that's a community fee, an entrance fee, um, deposits, you know, pet fees, all that other kind of stuff, which in the independent and assisted living world, there's a negotiating factor there. And to be able to negotiate from some strength and to also make sure that those um, third party representatives are aware of it. And if you have a lot of turnover in those reps, which some of the newer companies that are kind of springing up out there left and right, uh, there have been you, you feel like you're going through that education very frequently with them. So, so also to be able to evaluate your time that you're investing and um, what's the return on, on those third-party aggregators. Yep, absolutely. 
Well, we've got a special song that we've got planned um, as we close out today. Remember, if you have interest in, in such a process um, uh, to evaluate or to, I'll call it, do that temperature check, as Tiffany pointed out, um, on your market, we, we will be happy to do so. We have a nationwide scope. Um, our number is 614-582-6733, and we are available 24-7. And Tiffany, what is the song we're ending with? Uh, well, I love the part where in this song, it's Mr. Big Stuff, but I like the who do you think you are piece of that, because I think that's really um, close to this topic here. So um, it's Gene Knight's Mr. Big Stuff. That sounds great. Maybe what we'll do is we'll entitle this episode. I know this is going backwards. Um, who do you think you are? Yeah. So yeah. great, great way. Thanks so much, Tiffany. On behalf of both of us, we look forward to having you join us again soon. Stop.